Today's episode is sponsored by an upcoming movie called If. We don't go to the theater a lot as a family, mostly because it's tough to find a movie we're all going to like, but If is one of those movies. It comes out in theaters May 17th. I saw the trailer the other day, and we ended up watching the trailer multiple times to check out all the different imaginary friends that are in it. Some of them are what you would think an imaginary friend would be like, a nice-looking monster, kind of. But other ones are so random, like this one that's a knight and one's a dragon and one is just a banana. And it gets wilder, too, but I'm not going to spoil it all for you. The movie is about this girl who can see imaginary friends, and she goes on this magical adventure to reconnect forgotten imaginary friends with their kids. I know me and my kids are going to enjoy going to the theater for this one, and the cast has tons of our favorite performers like Ryan Reynolds, John Krasinski, Maya Rudolph, Matt Damon, John Stewart, Sam Rockwell, Emily Blunt. John Krasinski wrote the movie inspired by his own kids' imagination to be funny and exciting for all ages. It looks like a real slam dunk. The movie If releases in theaters May 17th, and we are totally going, so check it out. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Kid Stories Podcast. I'm Phil Bechtel. Today's episode is sponsored by Honest History. Honest History creates awesome nonfiction magazines and books for kids. Some themes from previous issues include the Olympic Games, spies and espionage, amazing inventions. So visit HonestHistoryMag.com to check out all their issues and books. And use the promo code KIDSTORIES for a 10% discount on your next purchase from Honest History. Adventure for young historians. Before we get started today, I want to give a shout out to Sydney Meyer. Sydney is eight years old from Penticton, British Columbia. And she drew some awesome pictures, including one of Stella, who's the main character of our story today. Thank you, Sydney. I also want to give a shout out to Ben and Emmeline from the Moon. Ben and Emmeline are big fans of the podcast, and I want... Oh, hang on. Yeah, okay. Actually, I notice now here in in my notes that they are, in fact, from Earth, not the moon. Okay, that's my mistake. Thanks for listening, Ben and Emmeline. We also got drawings from Ezra Jean from Aldinga Beach, South Australia. Ezra drew an awesome scene from a series called These Dark Times on Patreon. It's really great. Uh, You should check out her drawing on the website. Thank you so much, Ezra. I would also like to give a shout-out to Memphis and Raynar Ratterman, who live in a treehouse with a family of koalas over in New South Wales, Australia. Memphis and Raynar are five-year-old twin brothers who really enjoy the show. And you know what? Now that I'm looking a little closer at my notes, I can see... Yeah, that they do live in a regular house uh, with other humans, not a treehouse with koalas. Another mistake. No worries. But thanks for listening, Memphis and Rainer. And finally, Preston and Summer are twin seahorses from the shallow coastal waters of the Atlantic Ocean. I'm not sure how they listen to the podcast underwater, but good for them for being so resourceful. Thanks for listening, Preston and Summer. Now, on to the show. This episode is titled Stella's Journey, Part 3. Stella opened her eyes and immediately squinted because of the bright sun. Her eyes adjusted to the light, and she looked around. 
The sounds of a busy city bustled below her. Stella was on the roof of a building. All around her, she saw city. Buildings and people and streets as far as she could see in almost every direction. Stella had never been in a city so massive. She didn't know which direction to go or what to do. As she turned around on the roof of the building, she saw in the distance a large cluster of trees. The only area she could see that wasn't packed with buildings. She decided to go toward that area, hoping it was maybe a small forest where she could rest and collect her thoughts. Maybe I'll be able to rest and think a bit there in the trees, she said to herself. Stella climbed down a ladder that was attached to the side of the building. She stepped down onto the ground in the alley. As she walked in the general direction of the trees, she was encouraged by the people talking around her. She could understand them. They were speaking the same language that she spoke. Stella had considered the possibility that she teleport to a place where everyone spoke a different language than her, a language that she didn't know at all. She was so relieved to be able to understand everyone around her. Stella had a new confidence now. For the first time since teleporting away from Ben-Ben and her home, she was hopeful. She wandered through this new city, headed toward the forest she saw. Or maybe it was just a park with lots of trees. She wasn't quite sure. But she thought she would be more comfortable in a place not so crowded. On the way, Stella heard voices in an alley angry voices, demanding voices. She slowed down as she approached the place where the alley opened into the street. She leaned around the corner, looked down the alley, and saw two big, tough-looking brutes. They were facing away from her. Stella couldn't see who they were talking to. It must have been a smaller person, but whoever it was had something they wanted, and they were cornered. Just give us the stones, kid said one of the brutes. Give us the stones, and we'll let you be on your way. But I don't have any stones, said a smaller voice. I, I, I don't have any stones, okay? Just leave me be. Stella was surprised to hear that this voice was unmistakably the voice of a child. These two grown men were threatening a child to give them some kind of stones. How awful! Stella couldn't stand for this. She couldn't just walk on by without doing something. You heard the kid, Stella said loudly as she rounded the corner. Leave her be. The two men turned slowly and faced Stella. They were rough-looking for sure, likely making their entire living taking things from other people and getting into fights and such. And what if we don't? asked one of them with a crooked grin. Stella held out her hand and used her magic to create a small flame just above her palm. The two bandits each took a step back, but didn't entirely retreat. So Stella made the flame bigger and bigger, until it was as big as her head. She pulled her hand back like she was going to throw the fireball down the alley. You can get out of here or you can eat fireball, said Stella. The choice is yours. The bandits realized there was no way they were taking on someone throwing fireballs. They grunted angrily and turned to leave. Before rushing off down the alley, the biggest of the two brutes looked down at the kid and said, 
I see you again, you better have some magic stones for me. Then the bullies jogged off down the alley and out of sight. Stella approached the young girl, who the thugs were threatening. Thanks, said the girl. Hey, how did you do that? That, that thing with the fire in your hand? I've always been able to do magic, said Stella. How many magic stones do you need to do that? asked the girl. Mm, magic stones? asked Stella. I don't know what magic stones are. Wow, doing magic without magic stones is super rare, said the girl. I'm Clover. I know a lot about magic stones. It's what me and my brothers do. We're stone collectors. Stella had no idea what Clover was talking about. Oh, that's cool. I'm Stella. I'm new around here. I don't know about magic stones or, or anything like that. Are you visiting? Friends or family or... Asked Clover. Well, um, I'm kind of just on my way somewhere, said Stella. Yeah, sure. Okay, then. Well, you've got to let me return the favor, said Clover. Come over for dinner and you can stay with us while you're passing through. Stella didn't want to impose, but she really needed a home-cooked meal and a good night's sleep. And, you know, she did just save this girl from a couple bandits. That would be amazing, said Stella. Maybe you can tell me about this place, about the magic stones and, and where you find them and everything. Stella and Clover chatted all the way to Clover's home, where she lived with her two brothers, Jude and Elliot. Stella was happy to be here and to have made a friend so quickly. But she knew her journey was only beginning. She was still focused on finding her brother Ben-Ben. But until she found Ben-Ben, maybe, maybe this place could be her home. The end. Thanks for listening to today's episode. Real quick before I sign off, I was checking over my notes again and I see that Preston and Summer, from the introduction, they're not actually twin seahorses. They are, they are human children, not even twins, in fact. Preston is eight, and Summer is five, which makes sense because, of course, um, seahorses don't listen to podcasts. You know, A lot of mistakes in my shout-out notes this week. I'm sure next episode will be better. Or not. There is a printable coloring book for sale on the website right now with all your favorite characters and even some bad guys from the Ninjas of Valley Town series. Be sure to check that out and send any questions or drawings to kidsstoriespodcast at gmail.com. Adios. <laughs>